Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show, hour number two. And uh, welcome to all of you that uh, have been waiting a long time to get us back on the air in Milwaukee. We're glad to be back. Glad to be back into the Bruce City. Uh, still my home. Still live in the Milwaukee area and have uh, since pretty much the time I came here in 1999. So we are glad to be back and glad that you're taking us. So thanks so much uh, for taking a listen. Uh, the Packers know who they're going to be playing coming up on Saturday night. It's the 49ers. They're going to come calling Saturday, January 2nd. They're going to be taking on the 49ers at Lambeau Field. It's the evening game. And um, it is going to be, uh, for many, it's kind of nerve-wracking. It's nervousness, I guess, um, that the 49ers are the matchup that nobody wanted. And I, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm good that the 49ers are are coming to town. Garoppolo's got a bad thumb. They're a little bit banged up. Packers have been getting healthy. Uh, I get it because there's angst because this team has so much pressure to get to a Super Bowl. This is really the beginning, if you will. If this truly is the last dance. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the last dance. This is where it all starts. 877-867-1670. You want to head us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, Mark writes, uh, hey, unit, love the program. Glad you're back on in Milwaukee. I've been waiting for a long time, heading up to Lambeau Field on Saturday night. Where would you go before the game? I would, if you've never been, if you've never been, wherever you're going to park, go and walk. Walk. Just just go absorb it. It's postseason football. It's Lambeau Field. The lights will be on. Get up there early. Get up there while it's still light. So, uh, what is the game? 7.15? Okay, get up there. Get up there at 3. Get up there at 2. And just start. Maybe get something in you. Head off to one of the pubs, whether it's Kroll's or Stadium View or any place else in the area, whatever whatever the bar, whatever you happen to want to get into, whatever historic place you want to go to. Get in there. Enjoy. Get a little bit of food, a little layer. Start to start to get a good base going. Get yourself a beverage and then stroll. And then stroll. That's it. That's all I can recommend. Now, again, if this is your first time, that's what I recommend. Otherwise, you know what you're doing. If you're asking me what tailgate party, I, I don't know. I got my friends that have the... Uh, uh, Bill and the gang from the uh, Harley-Davidson Museum, they're right there in the parking lot. They're always a great time. They have those the roving bands walking past them and playing music and, you know, everything from the Bears Still Suck, which that seems to be the, the mantra that rolls throughout the parking lots, to whatever music happens to be playing, to everything from, you know, uh, you know green and gold Elvises to, you know, Packer Fandom Nation. Just enjoy it. Just go enjoy it. It's always great. There's never a bad time going to Lambeau Field. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, this is from Aaron. 
Aaron says, I've been waiting a long time to see Jimmy G perform against the Packers again in the postseason. Finally, we get this this time at Lambeau Field. Uh, are, you know, again, are you nervous about this game? I still worry about Joe Barry's defense being able to collapse and stop the run. What Debo did yesterday was impressive, and Jimmy G does just enough to give them a win. Again, not – are people really that – if you're back to full strength, if you've got – the depth. Let's say Whitney Merciless gives you depth. Let's say you've got everybody back, including Jair Alexander and Zadaria Smith. If everybody's back, the only thing that I have a concern with would then be two things. One is once Jair, Zadarius, Merciless, those guys get back on the field, it's been a while since you played. Okay? Now, now you're playing on a much grander stage. There isn't room for error. You know, you may make a mistake, not hold a block, whatever, but there's not a lot of room for error. So that gives me a pause for concern for a moment. But the only other thing that I can possibly say would make me nervous is if Joe Barry remembers how to use everybody. Is if Joe Barry now has so much weaponry at his disposal that he doesn't know when to press the correct fire button. As if everybody's just, because they're there, you roll your helmets out. Now, a defensive coordinator in the NFL in the postseason doesn't think that way. Not at all. You think, okay, this is what I have at my disposal. This is what we can do. How do we match up our strengths with our weaknesses? That's the way you approach it. It's the way everybody approaches it. But the only thing that would throw a monkey wrench into this is if Joe Barry thinks, well, we're good enough now. We, we don't have to do certain things. We don't, have to, we don't have to blitz Garoppolo. We can play soft zone, keep it in front of you, that weak-ass over-the-middle man you know, zone coverage and allow men to get in the, in the soft area and be able to exploit us for first downs over and over and over again. If we can't get off the field on third down because we're not going to put pressure on a quarterback, we're not going to play press on the outside, we're going to continue to give it up over the middle. I don't think that's going to happen. But that would be your pause for concern. Otherwise, you've got the horses now that are ready to run out of the barn that you can you can finally go with. And it's probably, like I said, it's not the best, but it's got to be close to the best defense that you've had since 2011, right? It's got to be close. Uh, key to the game, a line play on both sides. Keep Aaron standing and contain the run lanes against San Francisco, especially on the edges. And that's that's a great point. Set the edge. Don't allow Garoppolo on the outside. Don't run past allowing gaps and collapse the pocket. That's it. It sounds easier than it actually is. But that's it. I don't think this team has enough horses to beat the Green Bay Packers. I just don't. I just don't. I think San Francisco's a good team. I think they fought their ass off to get to where they are. I, I think that with a better quarterback, they would be dangerous. I really like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I really like them. I think they're good. Um, I'm not. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is, is solid. And certainly George Kittle is a factor. And maybe that's Devondre Campbell all day long. I don't know. We'll wait and see. But I think their up front is good. But really, Armstead, Jones, 
um, Bosa. I mean, those guys, that's what you worry about. That's what you worry about. Those are the guys. That's it. 877-867-1670. But I think pound for pound, the Packers are a better team. Um, David says, not to change the subject, but where do you think Hackett's going to end up next year? I don't know. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously with the interviews, Denver, Jacksonville. I Part of me hopes he gets a job. The other part of me hopes that the band stays together and Aaron Rodgers stays. That's what I'm hoping for. I think in the back of my mind. But right now, I'm not I'm not overly concerned with it. I'm not. If I'm Nathaniel Hackett, they've got money. They've got a good defense. They're just a quarterback away out in Denver. You've got money, a lot of money, and now a cornerstone quarterback in Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. If, say, he gets offered, say, Minnesota or Chicago, um, you know, calls and says, hey, we're going to give you the job. Chicago, you got Justin Fields and a little bit of a rebuild. Their offensive line needs to be bolstered. They need some more weapons. And their defense, they got to figure out what direction they're going to go because their defense is aging. They put a lot of money into it, and it never really paid off. And then over in Minnesota, you've got a, a quarterback you got to figure out. you got a lot of weapons offensively. And then you've got a defense that they've spent money on that completely underperformed this year. So I don't know what the best – put it this way. All of these teams have flaws. Otherwise, they wouldn't be looking for, for new head coaches. But the best situation might be if you can get a quarterback in Denver. It might be in Denver. Denver might be the team that's probably maybe the closest to being there. I, I think they have some figuring out to do in Minnesota, and I know they have figuring out to do in Chicago. Uh, Mark says, how hurt is Bosa? Bosa – uh, listed as questionable to be able to play in the game coming up on Saturday night. We're talking about a concussion. I, I don't know how quickly he heals and how severe the concussion was. So, Gino says, by the way, for somebody going to Green Bay, a lot of good stuff downtown if you uh, get a room after the game. Which brings us to one of our fine sponsors who brings you Mike Clemens, the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, clean, comfortable. The Bay Motel in Green Bay, terrific place. All you got to do is go to baymotelgreenbay.com and the Bay Motel Family Restaurant right there, right there in the same parking lot. Seven days a week, homestyle cooking, fantastic stuff. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Or just give them a buzz for reservation if they have any available. 920-494-3441. I like the fact that you can drive right up to your room. Right up to your room, and after you've had a few... At Lambeau Field, it's only a mile away. You can actually walk back and forth. Good stuff. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Hey, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We'll ask him what he sees on film after looking at this 49ers team from yesterday coming up against and matching up against the Green Bay Packers on Saturday night. Um, is this the same 49ers team we saw and how much different now will the Green Bay Packers truly look? 
We'll get into that discussion when we come back. By the way, um, the well, breaking news, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, head coach Kyle Shanahan said Nick Bosa will go into concussion protocol this week. Linebacker Fred Warner will have further imaging done on his ankle when the team returns to uh, the Bay Area. Shanahan said the injury for Warner, similar to the one earlier this season for him that kept him out for quite some time. Bosa in the concussion protocol has to clear that protocol before he will be allowed to play. And don't forget, obviously, it's a short turnaround. Now, he could, I, I guess he could clear, I don't know how close to game time he could clear. But my assumption is he could still clear Saturday morning and play Saturday night. I don't know for certain if you have to clear a, a day ahead of time or not, which would give him till Friday. But regardless, I, I still get the sense that Bose is going to play. We'll wait and see. Uh, Jerry says, is he even going to be able to available? Well, that's just it. Uh, we'll wait and see. There, there is no definitive science when it comes to concussion. Some heal rather quick. Some don't show, you know, the signs go away after only a few days. Others, it can linger for weeks. So we just don't know. Sean says, Debo is the problem. Shut him down, and it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of it brought to you by our friends at Stenny's. Second and National, Walker's Point, Milwaukee's best sports bar. Hands down. Damn straight. There you have it. Second and National, and as they say, you should be here. Also want to say thanks to our friends for a long time, long time sponsor, Sloppy Joe's out in Hubertus, on Hubertus. Joe Hennis and the gang out there, they're fantastic people. Stop in and tell Joe and Ellen and everybody out there at Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus, on Hubertus, that we said hello. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on Packers now await the San Francisco 49ers coming into Lambeau Field on Saturday night hey uh, we are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network the huddle back in Milwaukee coming up on Thursday night as we are back and we're going to be at Club Paragon Club Paragon 6 to 8 Thursday night good to be able to get over there and see Jeff and the gang on 108th Street Highway 100 as we call it but uh, going to be there Club Paragon, 6 to 8, Thursday night, getting you ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. So uh, come out and join us. Club Paragon, Thursday night, should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun coming up on Thursday night. 877 867 Look, there's a lot of people that are um, asking about uh, Bosa and concussion protocol. I, we don't know. He's in the protocol. And basically what that means is that they go through their myriad of, of tests to see how he's doing and whatever he needs to do. I mean, I'm you know, if, if you've ever had a concussion, 
depending on the severity, I guess. Now, I've never had a severe concussion. I had one, God, years and years and years ago back in back in high school. But all I remember was um, I got one to the point that I felt like I was going to be sick. But a couple of days later, I was I was okay. Had a had a really bad headache, and then by the next time, uh, you know, it was back in high school, so you know it is what it is. But it you know it was back to practice. And now this is before we knew what we knew about you know head injuries and trauma. Uh, but in the protocol today, depending on your it could just be where you just had that ringing headache, and you wake up the next day and you feel great, you're fine. Or the next day you wake up and it's even worse. You have light sensitivity. You have, you know, issues with feeling nausea and sick. I, I'm, you know, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. E- e- everybody's different. Everybody's different. So I don't. Uh, I don't know what uh, what Nick Bose is feeling right now. To be honest with you. Um. So if you want to get a hold of us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Glad to have you. Um, Kiki is an example of how a concussion affects people differently. Uh, Dead on. Absolutely. Kingsley Kiki had one. We have seen guys that have had concussions that have been out weeks, four or five weeks. And we've seen guys that have had a concussion on a Sunday and played again and been been back at practice on a Friday. You just don't know. You just don't know. Paul says, uh, stepping away from the uh, Packers chatter for a second, how about those Badgers, number eight in the AP poll? They have just been so impressive, haven't they? You're correct. Big one coming up against Michigan State this week, too. Friday night at the Kohl Center. It's going to be a big sports weekend, right? Friday night at the Kohl Center. Badgers taking on Michigan State. And then you've got the Packers playing on Saturday. Big weekend in sports. Bucks all week. Big weekend in sports. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Kevin says also you have to think the weather has to be a big part of it. Uh, Green Bay can practice all week in the cold. But can the 49ers uh, get the facilities cold enough to simulate what they're going to be facing Saturday night? Green Bay 30, San Francisco 20. And our run game will be over 150 yards. Boy, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Take a lot of the pressure off Aaron Rodgers. No doubt. If you, I look at it this way, you're going to run your regular offense until you get a substantial lead, and then what you want to do is it's going to be a big dose of A.J. Dillon down the stretch, especially if you get up by a couple of scores, the temperature continues to drop. That's when all of a sudden your sideline starts to feel that much colder. But I, I don't look at this thing being some kind of a, just a runaway. Shanahan's too good. This is where... Coaching does come into it. This is where the ability to defend an innovative coach does come into it. This is where your own ability to be an innovative coach against their defense comes into it. Like I said, pound for pound, I am not at all concerned uh, about the 49ers. But I think Ryan's a good uh, defensive coordinator over there for them, but more so... Uh, the combination of Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel, they, they've been able to work wonders. They've been able to exploit uh, off- defenses with their offense and find your weakness and find some of the tendencies that you have, such as over-pursuit, like they pulled out yesterday when Samuel went in for, uh, what was it, 26 yards and a touchdown. 
they, they're able to figure that stuff out. And they'll spring it on you at the most inopportune time and give themselves momentum. So that's, that's what you have to be able to. That's why the words of Matt LaFleur, and I'll go back to it again and again and again, coming out of the Detroit game, when he, he said guys have to stay in their damn lanes. That, he's right. That's it. That's it. AutoCat says, I put Kevin King on Kittle, take him out of the game. Kevin King might be suited for that. He's got enough speed to stay up with Kittle. Whether or not, not he have, has enough tenacity to do it, we'd have to wait and see. But he'd have that speed. But remember, anybody you put solely on Kittle, and, and Kevin King's a bigger, a little bit bigger dude, but anybody you put solely on Kittle takes them off the rest of the field. That's one less guy. 877-867-1670. Uh, hey, Bill, do you think Matt LaFleur has any tricks up his sleeve for Aaron Rodgers to spring on the 49ers? Well, every team does. Every, every team has a playbook that they begin to install in the beginning of the season. They run through a lot of that stuff. And then as weeks go on, you start to hone certain things for matchups with certain teams. And then you always keep XYZ in your bag of tricks. Okay, so now you're going to go back. You're going to self-scout. You're going to look at what you did well and what you didn't do well in that first game against the 49ers. And you're going to go back and also look at things that they exploited. Because the old adage is we're going to continue to do this until you stop us. So they're going to take a shot or two or four at your at, at your team. And they're going to say, okay. What did we do well in game one that maybe just did not play well uh, to your defense because you don't have the ability to defend it? You know? Because remember, the Packers were up in that game at one point, 17 to nothing. And they appeared to just be rolling, right? They, they were up 10 nothing in the first. And then Aaron Jones plunged in for that three-yard touchdown. It's 17 to nothing. And you're thinking to yourself, this is, this is, just, this is just go time. And then all of a sudden... A couple of quick touchdowns, and it was 17-14. Then you came back with a score of 24-14. Then they kicked, or they scored again, 24-21. And it just, you know, they they just had it going on. Because Jimmy Garoppolo was not awful in that game, but he did throw a pick, and that pick proved to be costly. He's going to give you one or two. And he threw, but he threw for 257 yards in that game. That he had a good thumb. He had a good thumb. But in that game, Debo Samuel touched the ball twice, didn't pick up a yard out of the run game. It was Brandon Ayuk who they ran for an eight-yard gain. Trey Lance played in that game a little bit as well. That was when they were back being relatively indecisive. But George Kittle, seven catches, 92 yards. He didn't get in the end zone. He didn't kill you. Debo Samuel, five catches, 52 yards. He didn't kill you. Ayuk, four catches, 37 yards. He did get into the end zone. 877-867-1670. But the 49, now this is the, again, this goes back to when we talk about statistics to look towards. I look at this one and I say the Packers gave up on third down. 63.6% of the third downs they gave up to the 49ers. They couldn't get off the field on third down. That was the Packers' problem. 
They couldn't get off the field on third down. Towards the end of the game, it was just it was just a sieve. They were just they were just finding a way, finding seams. And you know why? Because we've seen it time and again. The Packers get up by a certain lead, and then they go to that soft ass defense where they play that that hand you off zone. The middle gets exploited, and all of a sudden they're picking up first down, first down, first down, touchdown. Same thing. So if I'm the Packers, that's what I look at and I learn from. Uh, Eric Branchek, the Green Bay Press Gazette, going to join us. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Packers 49ers coming up on Saturday night, Lambeau Field. How do they match up? We now go north, Green Bay, uh, from the uh, Green Bay Press-Gazette, Eric Branchek. Joining us on the hotline, Eric, how you doing, pal? Fantastic. Wow, what a great weekend. It was uh, it was interesting. We saw a couple of blowouts, some games that weren't relatively competitive. We saw some really good games. We saw some controversial games. Uh, and the 49ers walk away with a win. Uh, it wasn't overwhelmingly impressive, but I give them, the, give them credit for going into a very um, amped-up AT&T Stadium and, and pulling off somewhat of a, a mild upset. So what uh, what matchup or what, I guess, if you want to say fear do you have of the 49ers, if any? Well, I think, first of all, I mean, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, but this morning, you know, I woke up feeling, watched the game a little bit more, and you know it's always i think i think it's going to be a tough out and i think the the this is the probably the least um uh the opponent that the packers least wanted to face would be would be the 49ers i think that their running game is tough in the last in the month of december they certainly showed that they were not very good at holding up the uh uh, the point on the end of the line of scrimmage, that's going to be in trouble, uh, I think. So they're going to have to do things a little bit differently than they have in the last several weeks in order to be successful. Uh, but really, I think this is the matchup that, you know, people like myself or um, not Packer fans wanted to see because you're going to see probably one of the best, in, in my opinion, one of the best offensive minds in the game going against a defense that is a little bit suspect against the run. And uh, the you know Aaron Rodgers going against a defense that can that can get him. I mean they got after a Dak Prescott. So I think this is going to be this is going to be the marquee game of the playoffs in my opinion. I uh, I like uh, the Packers in just about every facet of this game, and everybody seems to think it's going to come to down come down to Joe Barry and the way he schemes against this offense. Watching Debo Samuel Samuel work in the run game, what they're going to do with I was surprised they didn't throw to Kittle more yesterday, to be quite honest with you, and that he became a bigger part of the offense. But they made sure that somebody was shadowing Kittle a lot of the time to make sure he couldn't get downfield on them. So, and the fact that Garoppolo's coming into a cold weather climate, he's got a busted up thumb. I understand all of that. So. The question then is, is this really the – instead of Aaron Rodgers against the 49ers, is this Joe Barry against this Kyle Shanahan offense? Well, you know, that's funny you say that because it, it's not about the scheme. Their scheme can play uh, – can stop the run. And there's, that's unequivocally 
it's okay. It's it's a good, solid scheme. The problem is the individual players have to stay within the scheme and attack and, and hold the line of scrimmage and not go running upfield, not, you know, I'm trying to think of a word that's not going to get me dumped here, um, not shy away from the guys who are pulling because if you watch that game, that's all they do is pull. They pull a lot. I mean, they do a lot of misdirection. They do a lot of counteractions, and they're pulling one and two linemen all the time. And if those guys on the end of the line of scrimmage are going to um, shy away from contact, and if they're <clears throat> they're not, and if they're going to run up field, or if they're not going to close down with the down block, it's going to be uh, you know Cleveland all over again. <clears throat> so, and then this the mad thing about what they do is third and ten, they're not afraid to run the ball. You know, so I think yeah. uh, it it doesn't come down to scheme; it comes down to individual performance, particularly off the outside linebackers. See, that's that's where we get into the discussion of coaching versus concentration. And I think what Matt LaFleur said coming out of the Detroit game about guys staying in your damn lanes or whatever the specifics were, but stay where you're supposed to be. It's it's your job to do your thing and stop worrying about everybody else and quit looking in the backfield. Just do your job. I think if the Packers stay to that, we go back to what we saw, say, the mid-portion of the season, a very uh, tackling sound, a very assignment-sure type of defense. And the fact that you're getting guys back like Zedarius, like Jair, Devondre Campbell had the week off, so he's going to come back with fresh legs. I mean, you know, there's a lot of positives there. I think I don't really have a lot of issues with the Packers beating the 49ers. I know some people are really nervous about this was the worst possible matchup. And I saw Dan Orlovsky on ESPN saying this is what the Packers didn't want. But I'm thinking, you know what, they can beat this team and they can beat this team quite handily. I think it's still going to be a close game, but I think they can beat this team. And if it ended up being a runaway in favor of the Packers, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, but I do agree with Orlovsky in saying that this is not the matchup they wanted coming in just because of the fact that they've been soft at the outside linebacker position the last month. And when I, I mean, you can't give up 216 yards rushing and not be soft. I mean, it's just bottom line. And they, you know, do I think it's a schematical issue? And do I think that the defense is broken? Absolutely not. The scheme is there. It's the problem is that one guy you got, you, you have one guy that messes up and doesn't do his job. And that, that's all it takes. When you got outside linebackers that don't like to take on a pulling guard and who go flying upfield, or they don't like to do their their job and close down with the death block, they will get the sack and they want to get the big play in the backfield. That isn't their job on that. When you got a 280 pound guard coming at you, your job is to stonewall him there so that the guy behind him gets backed up, and now the running back or the wide receivers are going to jump outside, and now you, you should have safeties and quarterbacks coming to cover that up along with a linebacker coming for anything that's going to cut back. That's the way the defense is designed, and that's where the defense is really strong. But if that guy on the end, if, if Preston Smith decides, I'm not going to go down with that down block, and that's what happened two years ago in San Fran, is, is, is a Darius Smith and Preston Smith did not follow down with the down block. And they got kicked out, and the ball goes barreling inside them. That's what happened against Cleveland, against the Ravens. Not so much against against the but but those guys have put tape that they don't like contact and they don't like to play within the scheme. They do whatever they want. 
they're going to have to buckle down and understand that, you know what, this is not the game where you're going to get a bunch of tackles, but you can be the player of the game by taking on those, those pullers and by, and by making sure that you are going down with the down block and taking on it. Because otherwise, it, you could be two years ago again uh, where the Packers got a bunch of yards run up on them because they decided that uh, they didn't want to play within the scheme. And what's sad about that is because now what happens is then they run the ball to set up the pass. And you saw that the last time the Packers played them earlier this season. So <clears throat> what I what I think that they're going to need to do is just be – they're going to have to just man up and set their egos outside the door and say, we're going to play defense, and that's what we're going to do. And if they decide they don't want to – the outside linebackers decide they don't want to do it, then it's going to be a really tight game or possibly a, a really bad game for Packer fans. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, breaking down the Green Bay Packers, getting ready to face the 49ers this coming Saturday night at Lambeau Field. The last time these two teams met, uh, the second half of this game was a disaster defensively for the Packers. They ended up giving 63.6% overall on third down. They couldn't get off the field. And I, I went back to that statistic before the top or before the bottom of the hour here, and I said, look, if the Packers are going to win this game, that number's got to be 44 or less and they'll win that game. That's about the area they should be in. And if they can't get off the field on third down, it's first down, first down, first down. They'll eat you up. They'll eat up the clock, and then they'll get a couple of scores and keep it close, and suddenly it becomes, you know, either Aaron Rodgers is trying to get downfield to get a special team's field goal or something like that, much like last time to get the win, or all of a sudden you find yourself on the outside looking in. But if the Packers get up by two scores, and defensively they play a little free, they play without the pressure, I, I think this game can be somewhat of a runaway. I don't think the Packers have a lot of runaways in them, but they can certainly dominate enough to put this thing away and make it seem extremely cold going into the fourth quarter for the 49ers. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the best defense for the Packers is to get out and score. They got to be up. They got to have two touchdowns on the board in the first quarter, and then it, it, then it's going to really be uh, just a battle of who can hang on to last. Um, but I, I, you know, the third down conversion thing, it all, it all starts on first down. They got to be really, really good on first down. And they got to be able to keep those guys uh, second and eight, second and nine. And so that, and hopefully they can get to third and seven, third and six, where they may not feel really good about throwing, about running the ball and they might want to throw it. Um, that's, that's the more they throw, the more the 49ers throw the ball better it is for the Packers and the way that they're going to make those guys throw the ball is that they, they have to be really good on offense they got to put up like I said I think they got to put 14 points on the board in the first first quarter and keep the pressure on the Niners so that they keep the ball off the ground and feel like they have to throw the ball um, which is scary because it doesn't matter they just run the ball and run the ball and they don't care if it's third and ten they run the ball um, and that's okay but the problem with that is is then later in the game uh, third or fourth quarter, when they're running the ball really good, and those linebackers are, are, are you know they know they're running the ball. That's when they get that's when they hit Kittle across the middle on a play action pass, uh, where they hit something deep. Uh, but if you can keep those guys, I think you want them to throw the ball. You want because I think Garoppolo he's a good quarterback, but I think he throws some up there. You saw it um, uh, yesterday that he not yeah. always accurate. You want to make him move and make him throw the ball, but the only way they're gonna you're going to force them to do that is to get points up on the board early and keep your foot on the gas. Two things, and then I'm going to let you go. So, first of all, if you are going to match up someone, and, and you know, they've got uh, between Ayuk and Samuel, they have good wideouts. It's not like they don't, and they've got a decent run game. But if you're going to match up someone just to say, we will not let Kittle beat us, is it Devondre Campbell 
Or do you put a guy like, say, a Kevin King or, say, an Adrian Amos or, or Darnell Savage Jr.? Who would you put on Kittle that says, that's your guy, go get him? All of them. you got to mix it up. Because if you don't mix it up, then you're going to have – because the, the fear that I have as a defensive coordinator watching this football game is going to be Debo, Debo Samuel on the backfield. And if you have uh, Devondre Campbell um, locked in on Kittle all the time, now you're you're kind of taking one of your best tacklers and your more sure tacklers and a guy who doesn't make a lot of mental mistakes out of the middle part of the defense. Um, but on times when it's third and long, that's the guy that I want, or third and seven, third and eight, that's the guy that I want to beat him up on the line of scrimmage with is, is Campbell. Um, I think I think maybe Kevin King would be a great opportunity and uh, Darnell Savage. But I think they want to want to be physical with him on the line of scrimmage and not let him get the free runs off. You know, and then what they do is then they split him out wide and then you got to chase him down with the cornerback. So. Whatever they do, they got to treat them like a wide receiver um, and not like a tight end because I think when they do that, there there could be some problems and some uh, some you know just size issues. Um, you know, and it, he's going to try to like box you out near the goal line and things like that. So that's where you got to throw Campbell in it, and, and I think um, in in the middle part of the field, you got to play around with a cornerback on him or uh, a safety. So yesterday we saw um, the Cowboys; they played like a soft zone and and they did not put a lot of pressure on um on the 49ers yesterday as a matter of fact they gave up close to 50 percent on third down it seems like late in ball games it's suddenly instead of getting to the press man and kind of sticking with what got you there it seems like the Packers or Joe Barry will say backs off and plays that soft zone we've seen a lot of confusion a lot of finger pointing over the last three four weeks so is it a matter of sticking with what got you there and stay aggressive? Because that it seems to me that zone has not been something that's bode well for the Green Bay Packers. Well, it depends on what games it was. They, some games it looked really good, and other games it kind of was a stinker. The bottom line is, is they can play man-to-man and they can play zone. It isn't going to make a difference. The only thing that makes a difference is if they're going to get 10 on the ground and, and a lot. They got That jersey, that white jersey, has got to have a lot of green and brown on it. And it doesn't matter. I mean, and I think the the one thing that is is really really important, and it's been very good, especially the last half of the season, has been the pressure from the you know the the tackles. So you're collapsing the pocket up front, and then you got two pretty good defensive two outside linebacker defensive end types around the corner. That's a really good deal because they're getting home with four guys. And one of the things that happened the last half of the season that you had were. Quite frankly, when you when you took Preston Smith and, and, and Rashawn Gary off the field, you got stuck with guys who were fourth or fifth string outside linebackers. Now you're going to have uh, uh, Merciless back. You have Z- uh, Smith back. Now you're going to see the upgrade of, of of the backups. I mean, those guys are going to be the backups, no question. That's just the way it's going to be. I'd take Merciless any day over Garvin and uh, Nalea. And, of course, Z. Smith over either one of those two. So, again, you're looking at at, at, the, at, at just a better quality of football player that's going to be out there when, you're, when their two starters are getting a breath. And I really like that. I think that's going to bode very well uh, for the Packers, along with they have to continue to get the pressure up the gut so they can collapse that pocket. You can play whatever coverage you want. It doesn't matter. You can lose playing the best coverage or, or not. It doesn't matter. What matters is getting that quarterback on the ground. Always good, my friend. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk again soon, Eric, okay? 
Yeah, thank you, thank you again for having me on, and uh, uh, this should be a really fun week. So I hope we all enjoy it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Eric Brand, check at the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Always good to get him on and break it down a little bit and uh, get into the discussion of the Packers coming up on Saturday night, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Lambeau Field should be a good one. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, been doing a long time. Go out and see my buddy Craig. Uh, Craig's the GM out there, and whether you're looking for new bikes, used bikes, leathers, Getting into riding season, maybe you want to get into a class out there. The Riders Edge, go out and see them. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. W-I-S-H-D.com. Good, good stuff from Eric. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the 49ers in the postseason again, this time at Lambeau Field. Saturday night, kickoff 7.15 p.m. The game time weather forecast calls for mostly cloudy skies, temperature around 15 degrees. The Packers hope to get back David Bakhtiari, rookie Josh Myers at center, and maybe Randall Cobb in this game. Packers running back A.J. Dillon was on the Bill Michaels show. With all the guys coming back this week, this is the team that you were supposed to to wage battle with all season long and that you felt so confident with how what is the excitement getting guys like Zedarius back on the practice field and Jair and Whitney Merciless and and your guys on the offensive line again they're they're all leaders all those guys are leaders on our team even when they weren't out there they're you know just kind of teaching us how to be pros especially for a young guy like myself to have them back out there obviously tremendous talent and you know all the, the stuff that they can do in the AFC the Chiefs beat the Steelers 42 to 21 one of Patrick Mahomes five touchdowns passes went to guard Nick Allegretti lined up as an eligible receiver I asked Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett about some of the trick plays being used around the league you know I noticed that I watched a lot of the the red zone stuff last week and I saw that I mean there had to have been at least five or six touchdowns to offensive linemen we want to get everybody involved and uh, the line definitely uh, has been asking to be able to get the ball a little bit and get the ball in their hands um, but when it comes to the Wildcat stuff, I mean, it's hard to have somebody else throw the ball besides number 12. The 49ers held on to beat the Cowboys yesterday 23-17 to in front of over 93,000 screaming fans at AT&T Stadium. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo says after beating the Rams and the Cowboys, the 49ers are on a roll. I mean, whenever you got battle at the end like that, that's what it shows real team, shows, you know, you look guys in the eyes and see who's in, in that moment and ready for it. And it's just going to do us well down, down the road. You know, this isn't, it's not going to be easy going into Lambeau. Uh, we know it's going to be a tough challenge for us, but we're ready for it. That's 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Hopefully uh, you're enjoying your day-to-day. This is Mark. Mark says, uh, so over the weekend, you're doing uh, guitar lessons. Go, Pat, go. Uh, Looking forward to the game on Saturday night. Uh, You know, I'm not doing them. I was looking for them. uh, Now that I I mentioned this before, I got some time. And Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 
are not are not necessarily like really jam-packed days for me when it comes to meetings and such. So I thought if I could take an hour a week uh, and maybe get, uh, I don't know if in person or over the internet or Zoom or whatever, uh, guitar lesson. I want to get back into, I played years ago. And just because of time and certain things, and obviously with uh, Elmo and such being sick lately, I just haven't had the time. And then Elmo passed, and I've got this time on my hands. I'm like, you know, I've got two guitars. I li- I'm looking at another one. I, I really, there's a there's a, a Gibson uh, a Hummingbird that I'm looking at. Now, granted, it's a lot of money, but it's an electric slash acoustic guitar. I've kind of looked at that a little bit, and I thought, you know, I wouldn't mind getting back into it. So, yeah. Looking to do that. But thanks for reading. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for following. Hey, coming up next, as we get back into it, Gary Grambling from Sports Illustrated, senior NFL writer, also works at the MMQB. He's going to be joining us. We're going to talk about this matchup. He's going to be joining us in the next hour. About the matchup between the Packers, the 49ers, and the rest of the NFL postseason. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.